hands of this baby. Are we ready to go? Yeah, we can start. Ah, yes. Okay, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I hope all of you have had a good week, minding or not minding your business, as I always like to start. Uh, my name is Princess, and yes, that is my real damn name. It's on my birth certificate and everything. Um, and I'm coming to you, not live, <laughs> um, right. but coming to you from Montreal um, with... Wait, am I JM or John Michelle here? <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. I'm John Michelle. And also JM. Those are my initials in New York. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're in Queens. I'm sorry. I feel like Queens is New I York. Feel like you have to point out. I know. No, it's not. Yes, Queens it is. is. Queens is New, New York. York City. I feel like it's always important when you are from New York City oh, right. to actually claim the city itself. And the reason why is because I'm one of those people who just like, who's lived in New York City, who's a New Yorker, but can't, I don't really want to be affiliated with like upstate New York. <laughs> right. And it's a, it's a totally different place. Like, it really is. It is. I feel like it's very, very important to point out that like, we're, we're coming. I love how I'm about to say we're coming to you from New York City. Mind you, I'm like not in New York City anymore. But it's just it's important. That's what I'm saying. Right. You know, we're we're New Yorkers. We're not New Yorkers. <laughs> if you catch my drift, you know. I'm actually from New Jersey though. Yeah, I think like, I'm from Queens. Colorado. No, I'm, yeah, I'm from Colorado. I have friends in Newark though. There's nothing wrong with New Jersey. Okay, you can keep that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pe- um, New Jersey people they- who claim New Jersey are cool. Oh, okay. Because they're proud. I have yeah. nothing wrong. Like, clearly, if you feel like you have to lie and say that you're from New York, but you're really from Jersey, like, that clearly means that there's there's something wrong with Jersey. So it's all about being proud. Like, I've been it's sort of like, oh, I love this is the greatest analogy for it. So I've always been proud to, like, call myself Nigerian American or whatever. And like, I was they I always claimed being Nigerian, even when the only thing people knew about us was the whole fucking Nigerian scammers. <laughs> you right. know, early two thousands was a rough time to be a Nigerian in the West. Cause everyone was like, Oh, is it your cousin that's sending me the emails? And you know, just a fun fact for everyone who's listening, that's really fucked up and kind of racist. But besides that, <laughs> on a more funnier note. <laughs> you do realize that most of those people are actually from Ghana, right? Like, just Ghana just throwing pulled that out the there. greatest like, the greatest scam of all time by yo, not having to actually, claim that though, for real. They really did. I big ups to all the Ghanaians, man. Like, speaking of Nigerian scammers, I fucking hate the fact that like now we're back in the news for scamming because before we were in the news in the last couple of years we've been in the news for success stories like Wizkid, T.Y. Savage. <laughs> you know, Nollywood, all this shit. Now Wale. fucking Hush Puppy. Oh, I mean, Wale is really American, but he is Nigerian <laughs> too, so big ups to Wale. But, like, um, Hush Puppy is a Nigerian scammer who he did pretty much, he was he was out here doing cyber fraud, and it wasn't just, it was, like, actually some, like, kind of sophisticated shit. And um, he he got arrested in Dubai, Oh, shit. Um, and someone roasted the life out of him on Twitter. 
it was so fucked up. Someone said, Hush Puppy has always wanted to go to America, but they wouldn't certify his visa. Now look at him. He's going without even needing a visa. I was fucking done. <laughs> this bitch said dreams do come true. Prayers get answered. I, my fucking mind was blown. I was like, ah, Hush Puppy, you see yourself. Well done. Well done. Igwe. Oh, for anyone who doesn't know what Igwe is, it's like the, Igwe is like an Igbo term. I'm not Igbo, I'm Yoruba, but like Igwe is like, Igwe is, I don't actually know how to explain it in English, but if you're listening to this and you're like Nigerian or you know any Igbo people, go ask them. I can't explain it in English. I just, I just know what it means. <laughs> what? Actually, I lied. Igwe is like sort of like a big ups. Yeah. Igwe is like big ups to you, man. So yeah, it was like, right, right. Igwe. Well done, Hush Puppy. Thank you so much for putting us Nigerians back in the news. Congratulations, Hush Puppy. Stupid man. Um, but yeah, we hope that you all had had a good week. Um, I had a chill week. Um, I'm trying to find a job because like this broke life is not for me. But uh, you know, I'm okay. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm like writing. Um, how about you, Jam? Um, what have you been up to? I'm trying to survive like an apocalyptic wasteland and Disney world is open. So maybe I'll go to Disney world. Holy shit. Yes. Actually speaking of apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland, fuck Disney world, but yeah, it sucks right now in America. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know have how you, we're going to get out of this. I don't think. Have you will. seen, have you seen the articles about how the U S passport is losing a lot of its like power because of how we've just been shitty about dealing with the whole COVID crisis. I'm not surprised. Honestly, at this point, I'm literally just like, the government needs to start paying Americans to stay in that damn country. I mean, although I'm not in Canada, I'm not in America, I would still like that stimulus check, though. So to anyone in the NSA who's listening, (laughs) y'all better not fuck with my money. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Those checks better be fucking coming in. But yeah, you've got a, you've got another stimulus check coming in, John Michelle. So it's not all bad. Oh, and they're also kicking out international students. Yeah. Um, Fuck this government. Yeah, these evil Bond villains. Honestly, Bond villains. This is nothing. Like Bond villains, just not saying that it's violence is okay, but like Bond villains just blow things up. And they die, you know. James Bond <laughs> takes care of them. <laughs> they kind of feed people the sharks sometimes, occasionally. Yeah, there, in this situation, there is no bond. It's just like a bunch of Americans that are dying, unfortunately, have and also have no clue what to do with the current state of the government. And it's just so, it's disappointing. So I guess my only thing, too, is as much as we don't want to vote for Joe Biden... Sorry, niggas, y'all gonna have to. We just, we're gonna have to really, we're gonna have to take the L and just roll along with the not super great Democratic Party and vote this man in, which is so, so disgusting. Like, lesser of the two evils. Doesn't mean it's not evil, but (laughs) it's the lesser of the two. Um, But yeah. We've gotten used to this. We really have. Which is actually very sad. It says a lot about like 
when I say the American Constitution, I don't mean the actual Constitution, but the American mm-hmm. Constitution, and I mean in the sense of like our ability to just continue to trudge on when things are bad. Right. Just like like accepting below mediocrity. Yeah, but I mean, I think also you and I as black people and also like as the children of immigrants and me as an immigrant myself, <laughs> I'm an immigrant twice over. That's funny. Um, <laughs> that's We're kind of used to that. And it's yeah. so interesting to see how like most like black people and pretty much almost every person of color in America is so used to like having to deal with like basic bullshit constantly that now all of America, when I say all of America, I mean, like, pretty much white people are having to deal with it. And <laughs> these niggas are falling apart. And it's crazy, because, like, I read the news, and I'm just like, hmm, wow, you white people, you're fat is good. Hey, they tell you to stay in your house, and you're losing your fucking mind. Yeah. Like, Can't go to Applebee's. <laughs> like, the whole, I need a haircut, and blah, blah, blah. I genuinely yeah. don't understand it just because well as a black woman most hair salons can't really do my hair anyway so uh i do my own <laughs> right i don't really right. have that problem but yeah. yeah like i feel like us black people we literally were like stay home if i don't have to go to work fuck yeah i'm gonna stay home that means not having to deal with the police but then of course unfortunately because of the way the american system works most essential workers are black people and are people of color and big ups to them for literally helping the world run and um because the world is in lockdown and we americans cannot travel the only way we have been able to travel is through the internet and so this past (laughs) traveling through the inner tubes (laughs) this past week i have been watching a lot of um like i'm gonna say african shows Mm -hmm. you know first of all i'd like to say africa is out of country i think we already know that but you know i don't I just feel like I never know if there's strangers listening to this who just don't completely get that. So, yeah. Um, So when I say Africa, I literally mean I've watched a couple of Nollywood shows. So that's Nigeria. Um, And, okay, I spent a lot of time in South Africa. And South Africa really, really interests me primarily because of, like, their history. But also because as a West African, there's, there's there's a huge like dichotomy in well not dichotomy but there's a huge difference in personality traits between like west africans and east africans and i've always Mm -hmm. been really interested to like see how i'm I'm descended from east african heritage yes yes so and okay so the difference i've noticed in like east africans and west africans is okay first of all food west africans we die we live by spice and when i say spice i mean spicy food I'm not saying East Africans don't spice their food. It's just, I I really need some hot sauce on that bitch. Um, no offense, John Michelle. But yo, your mom's <laughs> cooking, major, big ups, big ups. Because I've had Thanksgiving at your house. Right. Um, my mom is not the East African in my family. That is my Oh, job. that is For true. those listening. <laughs> mm, okay, well, maybe there's a day we need to we need to convince your dad to, like, make us a meal. <laughs> no, you don't want that. <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like I'm not gonna be the best advocate for East Africans right um, now. So besides food, uh-huh. um, temperament, or it's not even temperament. I think that like 
we West Africans are, you know, we're we're quick, and I'm I don't mean like quick smart. I feel like we're just quick to like get real wet. Like it is, it's yeah. very uh, yeah. yeah. You guys, you guys were quick to adopt slavery and trade trade wow. people, trade your own people over <laughs> to the wow. Portuguese. Wow, that was. <laughs> An actual fucking attack. I'm not saying that that's not true, but ouch, that got really dark very quickly. But do you see, okay, so for anyone who just listened to this exchange, so first of all, Jean-Michel and I already have very different, like, I'm always, I'm like always on the upper, Jean-Michel's like really chill and like, you know, and then in that exchange, I'm like excited and Jean-Michel just comes out of nowhere and slaps me off my pedestal. That's the one interesting thing I find about East African. Now, <laughs> when you so I've been watching a lot dinners. of <laughs> when I, I've been watching a lot of like reality TV shows from South Africa, particularly, and I have to say, like the South Africans have the same temperament as East Africans. Like they they will sideswipe you out of nowhere. Like it's real. <laughs> everything is real calm and cool and chill. But you just do something slightly wrong, and it's over. Okay perfect example i have spent this is why i'm not gonna ever get a job um because i've spent pretty much most of my week working on a writing project and also watching two major south african shows Mm -hmm. first one royal housewives of johannesburg jesus christ black jesus not 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 talcum jesus um (laughs) 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 um i am that was a lot. It was very interesting. Also because it 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 did overlap racially. So it was Cash pretty much it was predominantly black women. I think it was about seven of them, about predominantly black women. Uh and I think all of them spoke Dosa. I'm not pronouncing it right, and I really apologize for all of my friends in South Africa that are listening to this. And then there is So for anyone who doesn't know about like the way the racial system in South Africa works, you have black people, you have white people, and then you have colored people who consist of pretty much a mixture. And and then like people of Indian backgrounds. What? (laughs) What? You do see these East Africans, man. They just like they just slide (laughs) in their little comments. And then when you're like, uh, they're like, no, 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 no. It's okay, continue. Um and so it's just, it's very interesting because, um, so a lot of the white people who live in South Africa are largely the descendants of the colonizers. So the, the Boers, there we go. The descendants of the Boers. Mm, 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 mm. And um, it was really interesting because initially when I saw the show pop up as a suggestion, I was like, oh God, I'm going to end up watching like, because there is a huge wealth disparity in South Africa because the white people still have a majority of the wealth. So I was expecting to see more white people, but no, no, no. Johannesburg showed us that black women are making it, man. Making it big in South Africa. Like, honestly, I'm going to move down wow. there and just figure out figure out how I'm, how I'm going to get one of these women to, like, mentor me. But yeah, these black women are making it big. <laughs> this is what Mandela and- was dreaming for. And that I don't know if this is exactly what Mandela was dreaming for, so let's not drag his name into this. Okay. Um, 
And I think that um, I know that out of the seven like black women, I think two of them are biracial. Um, and so it was just like quite because outside of Real Housewives of Atlanta and I think Housewives of Potomac, there really isn't another Real Housewives show that features largely black women. Um, and this was good. Like when I say this shit was good, this shit was good. It was like watching every single type of African auntie mommy get into fights, man. And I'm not saying <laughs> that fights are cool. And when I say fights, I mean like verbal articulations. And uh-huh. it was just epic because all of them, because obviously they're like, I think it's just like, like I said, like, I think East Africans all the way down to South Africa, their temperament is just so like relaxed. It, it would just be like, they have this thing called Bri. So mm-hmm. a Bri is sort of like a key key, except like it's fancy as fuck. You know, you have drinks, you, you have food. It's pretty much a dinner, but it's not a dinner. It's a it's a bride. And so, like, you know, they're just always chill and, like, always speak kind of, like, monotonously. And then one day, one fateful day, they all went shopping. And the white lady... Where'd they go shopping? Um... So long story short, they were at this store. The store was owned by, like, I think a colored woman. They were shopping for a wedding. I can't believe I'm even breaking this down. They were shopping for a wedding. <laughs> store was owned by a colored woman. One of the women um, who's, I'm just going to, like, one of the women, not the white lady, um, was, like, one of the housewives, essentially, was, like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to find something elsewhere. Like, I just really want something that's, like, tailored and blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, pretty polite, I guess. Mm-hmm. The shopkeeper loses her mind and says to this black girl, you don't want to shop here because you can't afford it. And everything goes the fuck off. All right. I was like, this is West African energy right now. <laughs> honey. So the, the, yeah, the white lady was like, you know, it's really rude for you to be speaking in your African language when there are other people that don't speak your language. I was like, bitch, you're in their country. What? What? It was just like a whole level of... Oh, God. ...of mess. But, like, I was... I This is gonna... You know, I really fuck with chaotic energy. Because, like, although I've been, like, really zen recently, for those people who know me personally, like, I have... I've really come to, like, be quite zen. But I'm still on that chaotic energy. And I was feeling this chaotic energy. And, like, when I tell you the African mom came out, fast forward to, like, the reunion. So I've watched a lot of reunion shows with Real Housewives. This reunion, I've never seen this type of shit happen before. So two of the women get angry. Mm-hmm. They're mother and daughter, actually. So the two two housewives on the show are actually mother and daughter. Right. They get angry. They leave. They put on their yoga clothes. I was like, oh my God, they're ready to fight. I mean, to be quite fair, like if this was if this was like a Nigerian situation, we probably would have fought in in our nice dresses, but whatever. So they went <laughs> they went to, they left the set to go put on their yoga clothes and then came back out on stage in their yoga clothes. I was like, they're about to throw hands. This it is was, like a superhero show all of a sudden. Honestly, it was like the CW like... Flash is better than Supergirl, <laughs> probably. 
dude, this is this was epic. Like, I I really suggest season one was really good. Fuck season two. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I don't know what the hell was happening there. But season one of Real Housewives of Joburg was actually so fucking lit. Like, I was, I was very like, I, you know, I don't want to say. Okay, first of all, at the end of the day, regardless of what a black woman does, unless she's like committing a crime or whatever. I'm always very proud of black women, like whenever they make it. So like, if this is their definition of making it, then like you go, like y'all got this. I was like, damn, <laughs> riding a Benzo in a Porsche. Like they were just like very, it was just great to see this primarily because of like how the West consistently depicts Africa in general as a continent. Yeah. Like it's, you know, the shitty thing too is Africa is a continent, but the West depicts Africa as a country um and like and when i say they depict it as a country they kind of make everywhere look the same and it really doesn't and um yeah also joburg is so beautiful like the way they filmed joburg and the way they represented it was amazing i think they do need to kick this white lady off the show though though because she said a lot of things that were very racist to be quite fair like primarily given the history that south africa specifically has <laughs> like it what was what history just, <laughs> um nelson mandela fire you for that for real <laughs> Thunder, fire you. um and so it was just like it like i really do genuinely think that and her name was crystal or crystal or they whatever gave her, they gave her name <laughs> is she how is she still walking around like black twitter would have come after her if this happened here i think that it's because of the fact that like I, I think that the whole idea, like, cancel culture, I feel like, hasn't really reached the continent quite yet. Because, like, right. okay, let's be let's be really fair. Like, I think Africans, actually, Black people in general, we really like to watch white people get messy. Like, we really do, because we're like, wow, y'all really... Why don't white violence? This, honestly, this is how, like, it's, I think in the back of our heads, I think we're like, so this is how, like, white people act with that white privilege, when they know that the popo ain't coming. Like, okay! We see you. Well done. And she just like <laughs> she just like said things that were that was just very un like she would use the term you people a lot and even I would cringe. Me. Yeah. In Canada. Like they need to get rid of her. But she got her ass kicked on the show. She really did. And it was weird too because she always this is gonna sound weird coming from actually no, it's not gonna sound weird. She made everything a race thing. I can't believe I'm actually using that fucking like term. But she like, did make oh my, everything. Oh my gosh! A race like, thing. why does why does everything have to be a race thing? No, she would say that the reason why they were treating her differently was because she was white, and everyone was like, "No, we don't treat you differently because you're white. We treat you differently because you're an asshole." I was like, "Oh god." Um, but white people, so white people are really having a tough time these days like they really are you know <laughs> i'm um no no they're not anyway <laughs> um and like yo like they they dragged her and first i feel like they should have she deserved to get dragged she like said horrible things she was like you people are bringing flies to my house i was like ah how much airtime does this woman have way too much to be quite fair like this show was it was long it was it was a long season i think it was like I watched 15 episodes in a whole day. Right. Um, as, as that can happen. <laughs> um, but like, 
like I said, I think for me, the major reason why I enjoyed watching the show and I appreciated it was just because like, you know, they, it's, it's sort of nice to see like, and this is a weird thing for me because I think that prior to like Westerners picking up our TV shows and putting us on Netflix and shit like that, we've kind of always done our own thing back on the continent. And so I always feel a little weird when I say that it's nice that like the rest of the world is recognizing us because recognition Mm. is great, but how much do we really need it? Right. But I think also the reason why we appreciate the recognition is because of the power dynamics that still exists between colonial powers and past colonies. Yeah, we still want to impress daddy and mommy. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So not the point I was making, but I guess, fuck it, you can can kind of take it there as well. Um, Although, I'm not going to lie, though, if they ever did a Real Housewives of Vegas, that is the day I'm moving back to Nigeria. I'd be (laughs) like, "Mm, no, no, no. Goodbye. Like, I I was signed up for that show. With a quick name. Um, but yeah, no, the day they decide to make a row house out of Vegas, uh, Princess, you coming back to America? Eh, no, what? America, who can? Going, never coming back. Um, And then another really good show that I watched that's also from South Africa is called Blood and Water. Right. It is a Netflix show. So prior, okay, so I think it was really important for me to do this in this, this step. So when I first saw the show, when it came out, I was not interested in it because it's an African show made by Netflix. Netflix is an American company. And I watch a lot of international things that like Netflix makes. And something that I realized is it's like Netflix does this thing where they will get writers largely from that country, which is super great and like work with the production team from the country that they're working in. But I also feel like they make things for Americans. So certain shows have very American aspects to them when Netflix makes it. And I know this because I watch a lot of Turkish TV. I've watched Turkish shows that Netflix has produced. Mm-hmm. And I've watched Turkish shows that Netflix has not produced. Certain things are kind of different. Initially, when Blood and Water came out, I was just like, nope, I don't really want to watch this. I feel like this is going to be a show made by Americans or made by an American company. And I'm just not like down to like watch them shit on, um, <laughs> shit on, on Africa. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of was just like, Ugh. but then because we were doing this segment, I was like, all right, look, I'll binge watch it. Yo, blood and water's popping. <clears throat> it, it's popping. Like I'll take your word it, for it. Yeah. Um, I, I tried I, to watch had... the first episode. I got to the part where the, the plucky best friend took the main character to that party, immediately ditched her to get eaten out by this white dude. Well, I don't think he was white, actually. I think he's he's, he's colored, but whatever. Oh, he's, Ra- he's colored? We're, we're colorblind, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> I don't see color. That's... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry of her tide. This, this plucky best friend just seems so but, uninvolved. But Okay, so do you see what I mean when I say that, look, shows like Blood and Water, as much as I love the theme and everything, it's sort of like you can kind of draw a line back to an American TV show, also known as Gossip Girl, also known as River... Actually, no, fuck Riverdale. Gossip Girl. <laughs> I feel like when Gossip Girl happened, Gossip Girl led to, like, the making of, like, for example, the Italian TV show Baby, 
Then you have the Spanish right. TV show Elite, Elite, whatever, you know? And then you have, you kind of finally come to Blood and Water. It's literally a Sith. The, okay, so the woman who actually wrote Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. um, this, I guess, white lady, uh, she wrote the <laughs> books. Her name is called Cicely Vaughn. It was written Cicely. by a white lady? Yeah. I'm Are so you shocked. kidding me? Have you never seen, like, you've seen Gossip Girl. <laughs> Imagine yeah. what the books are like. So that was also part of the reasons why I was quite nervous about watching Blood and Water because I was like, ah, there's Godo. I was like, okay, now, now. Oh, you know, but you know what the weird thing too is Blood and Water had a little bit of Gossip Girl, a little bit of Pretty Little Liars, but set in South Africa. And this is where I'm kind of just like, this show was made for also Americans. It was, I think it was also to be palatable to Americans. Because you mean to tell me that you're an African child living in South Africa of all places. Not even. You can live in Nigeria. You can live wherever. You sneak out of the house. And then you come back <laughs> home and tell your mom to get the fuck out of the room. Come your ass when you get beat. <laughs> yeah. But it does have like a stereotypical African storyline in the sense of like, um, because the, the whole plot of the story is the main character, her younger sister, was abducted when she was a baby. Do you know how many like Nigerian movies have been made on the basis of a missing of a missing sister or a missing child? No, I don't actually. I was a lot. Aware this is a big trope. A lot. It. Oh my god, it is. It. It. It literally is. It's like they've had like village versions of it, Lagos versions of it. Like Nollywood really knows how to churn out. They really know how to turn out like one storyline for like ten movies, and then they'll make it last like five, five parts. And then that's what led to Boko Haram, though, because they're imitating the movies, right? Oh my God, we're gonna get canceled by all the Africans, <laughs> man. Hey, um, but yeah, like the plot of the story, it definitely has. It gives me like you know stereotypical African vibes. A missing child, but I like the way they, because okay, also, as from a Nigerian standpoint, if a child goes missing or a child is stolen, usually they use the kid to do babalao, you know, uh-huh. juju right right yeah so which is kind of fucked up because anyway i'm not even gonna get into like we can get into the way like christianity has warped our view of ancient religions but whatever and so for me i was like they i was like oh okay so they're doing the babalao thing and then i was like oh no no no, no. this isn't the babalao thing <laughs> they decide to western it up by saying after like human trafficking which is a really it's it's a big thing that does happen and i'm not going to deny that but this is also a fictitious world that's imitating real life so i was kind of just like it would make sense if they did the babalao juju thing but they did it they decided <laughs> to go with human trafficking then so why is like, it called okay. blood and water I don't know. I, I really don't. Like, I'll, I'll get back to you when the second season comes out. Oh, I guess it's because blood, which relates to the plot, and water because the girl is a swimmer. The girl right. who got kidnapped, they found her. She's, she's like a swimmer that got, she got kidnapped, but she was living a good kidnap life. She didn't know that she was kidnapped because her parents were rich as shit. Nice, nice. And that's the... Oh, wait, I'm not going to spoil it. Never mind. Um, Honestly, I feel like most most of the African people I know have watched it already. I know this because all of their storylines on IG 
or about this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're right, like, big right. up to South Africa. Let's make sure that this show gets a second season, which, like, I totally get. To be quite fair, would I watch this again? Mm, no, I wouldn't. Um, I'm so <laughs> over the... I think it's also just because of, like, the fact that I am no longer in high school. I'm also no longer in university. The students time, the student like the like the high school drama TV shows just don't appeal to me anymore at all. So it's just not my personal taste. I think if I was, no, I wouldn't let my child watch it either. Because then <laughs> my child's gonna think it's okay to like <laughs> sneak out leave. the house and then right, tell yeah. me to get the fuck out of their room. <laughs> um. And then, so there was that that was really interesting about the show. But one major thing that I couldn't stand is, all right, when I watch Netflix shows that are from other countries, they always speak their language. Turkey, they speak Turkish. French, they speak French. Spanish, Spanish. So on and fucking so forth. They spoke English literally the entire time. She said a word that wasn't in English at the beginning. Throughout the show, they'll, like, say a couple of things. I'm guessing in, um, I think, because also the translation, for some reason, wasn't on. I don't know if it's, like, my Netflix was broken. But oh, I'm you needed, like, a was, closed captioning. Yeah, but the closed captioning didn't tell me what language it was in. It would literally oh. just say in other, no, it would literally say in foreign language. I'm like, you know well, that's this all, That's is, all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. And on one hand... I can understand that, like, in a country like South Africa, there are many languages that are spoken because there are many tribes. However, that doesn't mean that you, like, dumb a culture down by just only making them speak English. Like, they, like 98% <laughs> of the show was spoken in English, and, like, 2% was, like, little things here and there where they were clearly saying something very simple. Like, I don't really understand or know any of the languages that are spoken in um, in South Africa. Like, I can't speak them. But I can tell homegirl is saying, I don't know, or okay, or I'm sorry. Right. Like, and so for me, I kind of was like, so what the fuck is Netflix doing in this situation? Because even within the context of Nollywood, where you have, like... Um, where you have in like Nigerian films, yes, they do speak English in certain sh- in certain um, movies they speak English, but they will still hit you with that Yoruba like hardcore, hardcore. So that's where I'm kind of a little not okay. I'm like not okay with Netflix making African shows because my thing is if you're not going to remain authentic, oh as the as they say in Tosa, Ubega. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Because, like, you know, I think you're a bigger movie buff than I am, and you're a bigger show buff than I am. And although you didn't watch the shows, like, <laughs> what do you think this means for, I guess, like, the portrayal of African people in general? Now that you have like people like Netflix and and HBO um, kind of going over there. Well, I don't know. I actually don't know if HBO is is going outside. The US to do Honestly, things. if Netflix is doing it, I don't think that these these folks are that far behind. To, to the be thing, honest. the thing is, the thing is, Netflix Netflix is reaching wide because they don't have like existing property 
Like they don't have superheroes and Lord of the Rings and shit of their own. Neither does so HBO. HBO, yeah, HBO has Warner Brothers behind them. Mm. They're getting they're getting the new Justice League on on HBO Max. They're good, just playing it safe here at home. Um, Netflix has to cast wide though, because they want to like just uh saturate every single market, and just become that just become like a utility for for media across the world. And then they're gonna like as soon as soon as they have everyone's interest, they're gonna like clench their butthole. And go back to making the same old like tired Hollywood shit. That's really you cheap think so? and easy to produce, and it's going to be homogenized basically. Like stuff, stuff that's like really not not the same Hollywood shit, but stuff that's like really easily to translate across China and Nigeria and Brazil and stuff in America. And it's just going to be the blandest. Well, that's collection. That's a of, letdown. Of... That's a huge letdown if that's the case, though. Yeah, this is this is the end stage capitalism strangling our. Like it, it's so it's so shitty but you know honestly i feel like i'm seeing that now anyway because like i said you had elites mm-hmm. you've had baby and elite and baby aren't that different like elite just i think talks more about like shit that you know matters because well <laughs> i must say some real fucked up shit god forgive me um uh-huh. elite has a diversity situation going on you know they have a girl with a hijab done they're like that's it (laughs) well because they they talk about it and then obviously like then you also have i watched i also watched uh uh rag ragnark or ragnar which is like a nor yeah ragnarok no that's that's a that's the third Thor movie Uh, which is well netflix (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Netflix is out here making a version of that and it takes place in high school as well and there's a whole sort of like murder investigation aspect to it and a superhero aspect to it as well. Oh, so they really did just make the third Thor movie. Yeah, they're 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 literally just like but like Netflix is literally remaking the same almost the same shows in different countries. Mm-hmm. Like they they really are. And I you know who I blame for all of this? Cicely Von Thurston. I think that that's actually her last name. Wait, who is this on. person? Cicely Von Thurston Bella? is the woman who created Gossip Girl. I blame her. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mentioned her. And that. Sarah Shepard, who also created Pretty Little Liars. We should do the, the title of the show, right? Yes. All right. So um, our Mind Your Business goes to two folks. Um, one, Lady Antebellum, and two, yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Because we recognize the name Nancy Pelosi, we're, we're going to save her for the last. Lady Antebellum, for anyone who who knows, is a country music band I used to listen to when I was a kid. Oh, God. Um, Miss You Now yeah. is a song that I still love, although, obviously, the name Lady Antebellum is a huge fucking problem. And recently, because of everything that's happening and what the word antebellum stands for, you know, Hashtag Civil War. Hashtag Civil War was about slavery. Um, <laughs> what if they, they rebrand it so that antebellum, they mean like a different war? Like literally, <laughs> it just means before the war. So why does it have to be the Civil War? Um, <laughs> they could like concern troll that way. That would have been, been the smarter move except than what, what they, they actually did. Exactly. So what they did end up doing was they decided to change their name to Lady A. As if it just fucking wipes away. <laughs> And instead of 
And so initially what they did was they pretended as if they were going to, you know what, Jean-Michel, you read the article. Do you want to explain yeah. this better? Go for it. So yeah, they, they didn't want backlash because everybody's trying not to be racist right now. And so they finally changed their name to Lady A. There's already a blues singer who is who happens to be a black woman who goes by the name Lady A. And she didn't like that her brand was being trampled on by this this. This and group. I think they offered to pay her like ten dollars or something. Well, she for... wanted ten million dollars. She was asking oh, for ten million dollars. <laughs> um, they had like a Zoom a Zoom call meeting, where they didn't really come to any agreement. Lady Antebellum went on Instagram and made it seem as if they did come to an agreement. Those yeah. fucking trifling. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now they're suing Lady A. I'm sorry, I they're suing the original Lady A. Yeah. They're suing the original ADA uh, because that's how you fight racism. That's like anti-blackness. You fight it by suing black people. Hashtag Jessica Mulrooney. That's she pulled a they, like <laughs> Lady Antebellum pulled a whole Jessica Mulrooney. If you don't know it, that's fine. Look it up. Anyway, so Lady Antebellum clearly they they have some. They're they're about to be protests against Lady Antebellum real soon. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. They, they um, didn't want smoke. They changed their name to avoid smoke. And now they're getting more smoke than they will ever have in their career. But it's their fault. Like, they're so tone deaf. So tone deaf. Like, ugh, I'm, but obviously, I think you, you get why that's tone deaf. And I shouldn't have to explain it to you. Right. Um, Nancy Pelosi, mind your fucking business. And the reason why I'm saying Nancy Pelosi needs to mind her business is because Nancy Pelosi is weirdly pulling a Karen, but in a very weird way. And the way she's going about doing it is, Nancy Pelosi is a legislator. You know, she she does whatever the fuck she does. She writes laws or gets them passed and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about a month ago, after the whole um, George Floyd thing happened, RIP George Floyd. Um, Rest in peace. Nancy Pelosi and her cohorts, Democrats, decided to take a kneel and wear kente cloth. And I was just like, we just need you to pass bills, sis. We don't need you to do all of this shit. We, Kaepernick has been kneeling for fucking ever. And now you want to come here and now kneel? And it's like, no, 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 no. The time for kneeling, for, for her specifically, because she's literally the leader of the Democratic Party, unfortunately, <laughs> it is time for them to start writing bills and passing bills. And this is not just for Nancy Pelosi. This is for literally, and I'm not even speaking to Republicans because I just don't acknowledge their existence. Like, bleh. anyway, get the fuck out of here. For, but for, Demo- for Democratic legislatures in particular, don't sit and fucking say Black Lives Matter if you're not going to like start writing things that make sure that like cops can't turn off their body cam. They can't turn any of that, like, any of that shit that, like, ma- holds them accountable. They can't turn it off. Right. Like, have how about bills we just, where they how about can actually we just, get arrested. Have bills where cops can just be executed in mass and we um, don't have cops anymore. I have an idea <laughs> about that. One, I, I'm a firm believer in defunding the police. I, I like... I'm a firm believer in defunding the police and I think social workers need to be hired en masse and actually paid like, oh, I don't know, a living fucking wage 
And Hell yeah. like, I'm just so sick and tired of this performative bullshit. Like it's fucking performative. If you have power, and when I say if you have power, I'm not just saying that like, if you're the one who's like writing bills, I'm saying if you have, if your dad's a lawyer, if you have computer science skills, you have power in some way that can actually affect meaningful change. I don't want to fucking see you wearing kente cloth, my nigga. I want you to actually do something because Kaepernick has been kneeling. And where the fuck were you, sis? Nowhere to be motherfucking found. And neither was your party. So at the end of the damn day, mind your business. And your business, Nancy Pelosi, and all of the people who are out here saying Black Lives Matter, is that you can affect change. Affect change by signing on the goddamn line. That's it, man. Thank you once again for joining us. The Mind Your Business podcast. <laughs> on the Mind Your Business Actually, podcast. Actually, no, no, we changed our name to Mind Your Business now because there's already some web oh, yeah, we podcast that uses... out here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a great week. I hope you mind your business or you don't. But also, feel free to like DM any of us and email us and let us know what you would like us to talk about now that right. I know that some of you are out here listening. Yeah, our, our email is mindyourbusinessprincess at gmail.com. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that, that is our email address. I actually feel kind of attacked because I've become quite busy <laughs> recently and I don't like the fact that that's literally the name of our email address. But it's whatever. not. It's not mind your business, comma princess. It's just mind your business, princess. So that just means or like... or you could just DM me on Instagram. Right, that works okay. too. Or you could DM Jean Michel. Bother him as well. Um, but yeah, if you have any content that you would like us to discuss, or if like you know, also I'm promoting black businesses, man. If you have a business and you want us to promote it, for sure, like check us out. We actually won't charge you anything because you know, right now, <laughs> right now we won't charge you anything. So this is. This is your luck. This is your lucky chance. But yeah, thanks for tuning in and uh, we shall see you all next week. Mind your business, people. I just wanna like go, carry on. And literally that's you know that's the one thing I learned from watching Real Housewives of Johannesburg. Ubega. <laughs> I'm really hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly because if I'm not I am going to get dragged on South African Twitter. I can feel it in the depths of my soul.